Hey everybody and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we are in the short letter of 2 John. Now, John, the same author of the Gospel of John, he, he writes these three short letters. And this, this letter, 2 John, it's written to a church. He, he calls it a, a lady. And, uh, and it's to give instruction, to give instruction to continue in the commands that we've received, to continue to walk in righteousness and to continue in right belief, recognizing that there are, there are so many ways for, for us to get off track and to be deceived by wrong belief. And so today, this is a short chapter. I want to look at two uh, sections of it, though, and, and kind of string together uh, in my mind how uh, John's heart is being expressed and why it's being expressed this way. And so if you look at the text, starting in verse 4, I want to look at verses 4 and 5 to start. John writes to this church, and he says, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, this church, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but one that we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now, here's what Paul says. He says, or excuse me, what John says. He says, I rejoice greatly to, to find that you're walking in the truth. This is the truth of Jesus, of his death and resurrection, of the identity of Jesus as the Savior. They're walking in this truth. They're rightly believing. And as they rightly believe, John gives them this old commandment, this new old commandment that we love one another. He says, you're walking in truth. You are all trusting in Jesus. Now, because you all trust in Jesus, continue to love one another. Now, John, he, he rejoices in this, that they're walking in truth. And part of why he rejoices in this is because, well, it's becoming hard to walk in the truth. There are, there is growing opposition to walking in the truth. Let me, let me show you verse seven. He says, for many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Now, here's what leads John to rejoice so much. These believers are walking in the truth in a world where there are many deceivers who have wrong belief, who teach the wrong things, and they teach the wrong things about Christ. See, ultimately, every heresy, it sooner or later, it diminishes something about Christ. Here, they were diminishing Christ in his, his humanity. Jesus came, divine God, came in the flesh as fully man. There's a diminishing of Jesus in his identity. And John says, the person that diminishes the identity of Jesus, this one is a deceiver, the deceiver and the antichrist. See, he, he equates a wrong belief about Christ as antichrist in, instead of in place of. That's what that word anti means. This is recognizing that wrong belief about Jesus, that that ruins everything. Now, let us keep our eyes on why John is rejoicing. He says, I rejoice to find that some of your children are walking in the truth. They, they have not lessened their, their view of Christ. Uh, 
They have not lessened their awe of who Jesus is and what he has done. They have a right belief in Jesus as the perfect, sinless Son of God, the God who came in the flesh, who died a sacrificial death for our on our behalf, and who was resurrected, and how who now rules and reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is the Christ they have in view. And this is what makes John rejoice. And so what is our ancient way for our modern day? The ancient way for our modern day is to, to come to a place where we ask ourselves, is this the Christ that I believe in? Are we diminishing Jesus? Are we taking Jesus and are we reforming him into the Jesus we want him to be so that it, maybe he approves of the sin that we want in our life? Maybe we lessen God's moral standard and, and we reframe who Jesus is so that we can get away with what we want to, whatever behavior we want to engage in. Are we denying Jesus and who he is as the perfect, sinless son of God? He never sinned. And we, as sinners, we find that he has saved us from our sin. Do we then continue to say, I'm, I'm going to live my life however I want? Or do we behold Jesus for who he is and what he's done? And then in that, we begin to love each other. You know, this this love, it, love is a great theme for John. John talks about love all the time. And we remember that love is ultimately displayed in, in the Ten Commandments. Those first four commandments, they, they instruct us on how we love God. You know, as Christians, we don't try to earn our salvation by keeping the law, but rather we say, well, this is what God has done. He has saved us. Now I want to love him in return. And so we, we love God. And then we love our neighbor. The, the, second, <coughs> the second table, the second six, or the, the, the following six commandments, those describe how we love each other. And this is ultimately an expression of the, the new old commandment. We walk in the truth, and so we walk in love. This is the ancient way for our modern day. It's to walk in love as we exalt Jesus and do not diminish him at all. I hope this encourages you. I hope this makes you remember how perfect Jesus is. It helps you remember his, his wonderful work on our behalf, and it leads you to live a life of loving others, not in the way you would design it, not in the way the world would say that we should love, but in the way God has defined love because of his very nature, he is love.